Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Welcome back in to Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching on TV, statewide Montana television on SWX Montana. If you're watching on the studio, the studio is empty. That's because I am in Boise. I'm Colter Nuanez, by the way. I am broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise. The Big Sky Conference tournaments, they rage on. Here's a quick update on everything that has happened around the tournaments uh, over the last few days. Montana State's women, they fell last night to Idaho, so the championship game for the women's tournament is set. It will take place between Idaho and Idaho State. That's the top-seeded Idaho State Bengals, the second-seeded Idaho Vandals, and it should be a good one. Two of the best coaches in the league with Seton Sobolewski of Idaho State, as well as John Newley of Idaho, and a bunch of the best players in the league as well, including first-team all-league players like Beyonce B from Idaho and Dora Goles from Idaho State. Gabby Harrington, also a first-team all-league pick for Idaho during the regular season. As well on the men's side, the first game of the quarterfinals included Southern Utah taking out Northern Colorado 91-83. So the top-seeded Thunderbirds are into the semifinals. John Knight, 34 points, a career high. He sliced and diced Northern Colorado's defense. It was impressive to watch. And then the second quarterfinal, Montana State takes down Idaho State 71-63. That's the fifth seed of Bobcats moving on into the semifinals. That's the first time in more than a decade that MSU has advanced to the Final Four of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Uh, MSU led by Xavier Bishop, who had 22 points. Jabril Bello, he chipped in 19 points and five rebounds for MSU. Thanks so much to all of our great sponsors for sending us to Boise, including 
Carl Tyler Express Loop. Carl Tyler Express Loop has three locations in Western Montana, one on North Reserve, one on South Avenue, and one down in Hamilton as well on First Street. Visit ktexpressloop.com for more information. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, it was all Big Sky Hoops all the time. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joined us to recap all the action so far in the men's tournament. Chris Redpath, our women's basketball insider, she joined us for around the Big Sky Women's Hoops uh, for a while as well to recap everything that's gone down in the women's tournament as well. And uh, if you missed anything in the first hour, you can check it out on the podcast. Just search Nuanez now on your various podcasting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Transitioning out of Big Sky Conference basketball for a second, let's talk some state hoops around the state of Montana. And by the way, Rochelle Sayers, the head coach for the women's basketball team at Carroll College, will join us here in a few moments. We're also going to hear later on in the show from Aiden Reed, a young man from Helena, Montana, who is a key cog in Southern Utah's claiming the cross-country championships in the Big Sky Conference. We'll get to him in a little while. Here's what we got going at the Boys State AA Tournament in Great Falls at Four Seasons Arena. The first four, uh, the first round games included Helena Capital beating Bozeman 67-52. Great Falls blew past Kalispell Glacier 66-38. Billing Skyview routed Butte 81-58 and Missoula Sentinel. They overcame a slow start to move on to a uh, with a 66-50 win over Billings Senior. So that means that the semifinals are as follows. Helena Capital versus Great Falls. That'll get started here in about 30 minutes. Billings Skyview versus Missoula Sentinel. That kicks off at 7.30. In the loser out games, Bozeman stayed alive with a 56-43 win over Glacier. And Butte, they squeak out a 63-62 win over Billings Senior. So Bozeman and Butte, they stay alive in the losers bracket at the Class AA tournament uh, in the boys' side in Great Falls. Class AA girls, Here's how it's gone down so far. First round games, Capital over Skyview, 51-34. West over Glacier, 37-28. Bozeman over Sentinel, 48-45. And Hellgate over Great Falls, 46-27. So your semifinals include Helena Capital versus Billings West at 5-30 and Bozeman versus Missoula Hellgate at 7-30. Those games will take place tomorrow. That's Friday at the Class AA level. At the Class B state basketball tournaments, these are being held at Metro Park in Billings um, in the first round of the Class B boys tournament. Manhattan gets past Deer Lodge. Thompson Falls blows out Shelby 70-34. Lodgegrass drops Florence Carlton in the loser's bracket 62-50. Huntley Project beats Fairfield 60-52. So the semifinals include Manhattan versus Thompson Falls at 5.30 tonight and Lodgegrass versus Huntley Project at 7.30 tonight. That's the State B Boys Tournament, State B Girls Tournament. The first round included Big Timber upsetting Anaconda 63-58. Malta racing past Loyola 61-45. Roundup, drilling Eureka, 45-22, and Columbus beating Fairfield, 45-37. The semifinals of the Class B Girls Tournament then includes Big Timber versus Malta at 5.30 tomorrow and Roundup versus Columbus at 7.30 tomorrow. And uh, let's talk about the Class C Boys and Girls Tournaments. Here's your Class C Girls update. It's being held at Lockwood High School this week. On the Class C girls' side, Seiko, Whitewater, and Hinsdale. They got past Jordan, 66-27. Roy Winifred beats Sealy Swan, 39-31. Manhattan Christian downs Melstone, 56-32. And Fort Benton beats Plentywood, 51-46. 
Seiko Whitewater Hinsdale versus Roy Winifred in the semifinals tonight at 5.30. And Manhattan Christian tonight versus Fort Benton at 7.30. That's the Class C Girls State Tournament. And finally, the Class C Boys State Tournament also being held at Lockwood High School. Scobie blew out Broadus 66-27. Manhattan Christian beat Belt 44-37. Twin Bridges beats Bridger 63-40. And Fort Benton beats Freud Lake 46-39. The semifinals for the Class C Boys Tournament. Those will take place tomorrow, 5.30 and 7.30. The first semifinal includes Scobie versus Manhattan Christian. And the second semifinal features Twin Bridges versus Fort Benton. So there you go. There's your state scores from around the great state of Montana. We're going to keep it hoops. We're going to keep diversifying it here on Nuanas. Now I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from Boise, Idaho, Idaho Central Arena. Warm-ups underway for the third quarterfinal of the day between Northern Arizona and Eastern Washington. About 43 minutes to tip for that one. NAU is the 10 seed. Eastern is the 2 seed. So we'll get to uh, that in a minute. I know Danny Sprinkle for Montana State is holding his press conference right now for Montana State. And uh, we'll get you some updates from that as well. But now it's time to tackle a little Frontier Conference hoops. Earlier in the week, we were joined by Steve Keller from the University of Providence men's basketball team, as well as Lindsey Woolley, the head coach of the Montana Western women's basketball team. Now we're going to hear from Rochelle Sayers. She's the head coach of the Carroll College women's basketball team. They are a number one seed heading into this week's NAIA National Tournament. And uh, they're one of the top five teams in the country. Carroll College has a legitimate r- chance to make a run at a national championship. They're led by three outstanding players in Daniel Wagner, a Haver native, Christine Denny, who's from Washington, and Jamie Pickens, a former four-star recruit who started her career at Montana, but a Helena native who's now playing for the Carroll College Saints. Here is Rochelle Sayers, head coach of the Carroll College women's basketball team familiar this week. Well, happy now to be joined by Carroll College 10th year head women's basketball coach, Rochelle Sayers. Her team recently just won their third Frontier Conference tournament title in the last four seasons, and they take a number one seed into the NAIA National Tournament this upcoming weekend. And coach, congratulations on all your success. You must be pretty darn proud of your team right now uh, as you guys head into March. Uh, definitely. I mean, this is this has been a tough year for everybody. Um, you know, everybody keeps talking about the protocols and the cancel games, the rescheduling, and and so it's it's been tough. Um, and so certainly proud of the kids' response and our ability to to kind of adjust and adapt on the fly, and and obviously finish this season strong. Your team right now sits at 21-2 and two after this latest run in the tournament and a couple of great victories over Montana State Northern and Montana Western to secure that Frontier Conference title. What has been the key factors to your team this year and have you guys been able to put such a great record together and be you know, in the top five, top six in the country pretty much the entire season? Well, I think um, just unselfish play. Um, we, we've got a lot of good scores. We have a lot of good players. Um, we have some players coming off our bench that would probably be starters on, on other teams. Um, but this, this team really shares the ball. Um, they support each other, it, which has been really, really important without having fans to be able to generate that energy and excitement from, from within. And so I, I think that, that in itself, I think, is the biggest key for us, just the unselfishness of this group to do everything they can to to stay healthy, you know, to be able to stay on the court and play, and, and then to, to give them themselves to, to make the team better. Three first-team all-conference players from your squad uh, with the 
teams that were announced this last week, Christine Denny, Daniel Wagner, and uh, someone that's familiar to our listeners that are in Missoula, Jamie Pickens. So what have you liked about those three, and how much does that play into then what you're talking about, Coach, the unselfishness of your team and sort of that being a key factor? Well, yeah, you look at um, Danny and Christine to start with. Uh, these kids have been in the program, um, played played together for four years, and they have over 100 wins together. Um, so that says a lot about those two. And, um, you know, they've been part of three of those four uh, tournament championships as well as conference championships. Then you had a player like Jamie Pickens, um, you know, she just, checks all the boxes and the the thing I really love about Jamie is she didn't come in to to be the one or you know to come in to be the star she came in with the mentality that she just wanted to be a part of what we were doing and and I think because of that um you know that that has really really helped um our development as a group it's helped her transition it's helped our you know our ability to to be able to continue to do the same things but but at definitely at a higher level because she is such a good player Jamie Pickens was multiple-time Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. She was a three-time state champion at Helena High. One of great prospects to come out of the state of Montana, honestly, during my entire time being a journalist for sure. And so, Coach, when you get an opportunity to to recruit somebody like that, land a player like that with that has such high prestige and you know, national caliber recruiting rankings and all that stuff, but also, I mean, I interviewed her a couple times last year. Great young lady as well. Seems like she's very uh, humble and driven. So, I mean, when you get an opportunity to land a player like that in your program at the Frontier Conference level, I mean, that must be uh, very exciting and and something you really have to take advantage of. Oh, for sure. Uh, You know, when when we found out she was looking to transfer and and this was the spot she wanted to be, um, I think that was the big key. you know, this was where she wanted to be. And, you know, obviously we wanted her, we wanted her as probably an eighth grader, but I think, you know, when, when she knew that, that she wanted something different, um, from her, from her experience, she'd experienced that division one level and and she had success at that division one level. She knew she could play at that level, but, but she wanted something different. And so, um, you know, that, that was a great fit for us. And, you know, it's definitely a need that we had. Um, so that was, that was even bigger. You know, we lost two, two post players last year to graduation. So for Jamie to come in and fill that void right away and already have a connection. I mean, she's playing alongside a a point guard that's pretty familiar to this area, Camden Hillborn that, that was right there with her in those state championships at Helena high. So it was a really smooth um, transition, I think for all of us. And, and obviously couldn't be more happy about it. We mentioned Cannon Hilbert. I got to know her a little bit, too, when she was playing on Montana State. And uh, it seems like a common thread on your roster, Coach. Girls that not only have won at a high level since they've been playing for you, but also won at a high level before they even got to Carroll College. So is that a priority in recruiting? Is, is I mean, because I know Daniel Wagner was a multiple-time state champion in high school as well. So do you look to try to recruit winning as one of the, the pieces to your recruiting formula? Well, I think it's really important, um, you know, kids that, that understand what it takes to win and the sacrifices and the commitment it takes to to win. Um, traditionally, when they get here, they have those same expectations, and, and that's really the expectations that we have. Um, you know, we're not interested in, in finishing second. We, we want to be the best in, in, in every aspect we can, and that's in the classroom, that's out in the community, that's on the basketball floor. And so those kids that come in with those high standards already and those high expectations, um, they, they fit in great. I, I think kids that, 
that maybe don't have those same standards or expectations, it's a struggle um, because we do expect a lot. And, and in return, um, I think they have a great experience. But if, if they're not understanding of what it takes and how hard you have to work um, to, to be successful, I, I think it is hard. So it definitely helps when they come from those programs that, that expected those same things. Rochelle Sayers joining us. She's longtime head women's basketball coach at Carroll College. Her team, the Frontier Conference Tournament champions and the, a number one seed in this upcoming weekend's NAIA National Tournament. And, Coach, let's talk about the Frontier Conference briefly because I think that it's been a really strong league for a while now, but it seems now Montana Western gets a two seed, and, and I guess technically they are the, 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 uh, the reigning national champions since last year's tournament got called off. But, I mean, just in general, how much do you think the, the league you played in this year prepared you now for the national tournament oh it, unbelievable and, and then to play the you know to play western five times is just you know i think we should just take a year off from playing them next year <laughs> it just it just is is so tough um but you you see the respect that that the you know the national committee sees in in our league and the frontier conference has won more games at the national tournament than any conference and and you look at university of providence who finished second and and only i think played 13 or 14 games this year um going in at nine and five get in as well and i think that's just based on the history of what teams have done from our league when they've gotten to the postseason and so that says a lot about the grind that we go through every weekend whether it's northern or tech or or providence you see somebody like tech um that finished sixth but uh, people forget they, they also beat Providence and they also beat Western. And so, you know, there's no nights off in the frontier. So it definitely prepares us uh, for that national competition every year. Carroll College, they're in Lewiston, Idaho this weekend. They play the winner of William Jessup and LC State. So, Coach, how do you hope the mentality of your team flips now? Because obviously you've been in tournament mode already, haven't won the Frontier Conference tournament. But what's the next step? What's the next notch you hope your your young ladies are able to sort of ratchet it up to this weekend? Well, I think this team has, has been right on the edge. You know, we we lost in the round of 16 to, by one to Oklahoma City uh, two years ago, the year that, that Western won the, won the national championship, and they, they actually beat Oklahoma City in the championship. And, and that, that year we beat Western at their place um, for the conference tournament. And so, um, you know, they were really heartbroken over that. That was a, that was a tough loss for us. We felt like um, we could have gone on and, and continued to play that week or that year. And then, obviously, last year we lost an opportunity to go to the national tournament because it was canceled. So I definitely feel like this, this group is ready to go. Um, they're anxious to get back to the tournament. I think they were surprised to see we were going to LC just because we'd already played them this year. And initially we were told we were going to Omaha. But I know that they're really excited. We, you know, we have six kids that, that grew up in that area. So to be able to finally have fans and their families there in the stands, um, I, I think they're going to be ready to go. They're, they're, they're excited. They're feeling confident. And, um, you know, they, they want to get out and prove some things this year. What does the uh, a couple days leading up to when you actually play look like? Because you are going to be playing the winner of a game. So when you, will you have your kids watch the game in person? Or how does that element work? You know, I'm not sure. We have a conference call here coming in about an hour. We'll find out a little more. I don't know if we're allowed to, to be in the arena during that time because they are letting a limited number of fans and spectators in. But we'll definitely watch it. I think, um, you know, our, our Frontier Conference tournament kind of 
kind of was the same way. We had a bye for the quarterfinals, and so we waited to see who was going to win those games uh, to know who we were going to play in the semis. So, um, you know, it, it does help us in our preparation because we just did this a week ago. And, um, you know, right now we're, we're not a team that typically starts game prepping too many days in advance. We feel like there's a lot of things that we want to get better at as a group. And, and I think if we're just focused on maybe our opponent, we're probably not getting ourselves better in the long haul. So we'll, we'll continue to focus on ourselves and, and work on the areas that we feel like we need to work on and, and obviously throw some things in for, for both of our potential opponents, whether it be William Jessup or, or LC State. The nice thing about LC State is we're very familiar with them and we're very familiar with playing in Lewiston. So um, that part is, is encouraging. Rochelle Sayers joining us. She's the head women's basketball coach for the Carroll College Fighting Saints. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. I know you don't know your opponent yet, but a lot of times it's about what you do and not what the other team does. So what are uh, just the keys to success if you guys are going to make a run at this national tournament? Well, I think first and foremost, everybody at this point has to stay healthy. And, you know, that's the key is keep everybody healthy. But beyond that, you know, the things that we can control are the things we talk about a lot. And, and we just talked about it yesterday and those things being we we've got to we've got to be a big time rebounding team we have the ability we have the size we really need to dominate the boards on both ends um we need to communicate and i think sometimes it's easier said than done but when times get tough when we're frustrated or we're, we've had a little adversity maybe it called and go our way or shots aren't falling we got to keep communicating and keep working together um you know the other thing is is we got to take care of the basketball uh we're you know we're one of the best shooting teams in the country from the three-point line our sister turnovers uh percentage is really good but we need to make sure we we stay focused on that um and then we just gotta we just gotta play hard um we have to play hard every possession we can't take a playoff we can't take a possession off um and if we can do those things i think we set ourselves up to to have success because because these kids are great shooters they they're great students of the game they compete hard um, you know, if we can if we can keep our heads up through the tough times and we can rebound and battle, I think we'll be okay. Well, Coach, from everybody around the state of Montana, we're rooting for you. Best of luck at the national tournament, and thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome back anytime. All right, sounds great. Thank you. Rochelle Sayers, the head women's basketball coach for the Carroll College Fighting Saints, her team into the NAIA National Tournament as a number one seed. Appreciate all those Frontier coaches for joining us. It's, there's a lot of great basketball going on around the state of Montana. We try to highlight all of it on Nuanez now on 102.90 ESPN Missoula. I am Coulter Nuanez. We're broadcasting to you live from Boise, Idaho at CenturyLink Arena. Actually, it's not CenturyLink Arena. I've only done that once this week, but uh, you knew it was going to happen again. Idaho Central Arena it used to be CenturyLink. They rebranded. Not that it actually matters. It's just the place that we are at. We don't have to appease any of those sponsors, but we do have a lot of great sponsors that I do want to give a shout-out to, and including Crawford's Automotive. Crawford's Automotive on West Broadway in Missoula. They do any work on any work you need on any vehicle that you might have. More from the Big Sky Tournament on Nuanez now. After this, we're going to hear from Aiden Reed. He's from Helena, Montana. He's a cross-country runner on nationally ranked Southern Utah. Aiden Reed on Nuanez now. Back after this on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. 
The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Listen to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Appreciate all our great sponsors for getting us here to Boise for the Big Sky Conference Tournament. We're going to rehash all the results one more time for you here in a minute, but we got to get to something else real quick. We got Aiden Reed joining us here in just a few minutes. He's a native of Helena, Montana, a member of the Southern Utah cross country team. He got fifth place at the Big Sky Conference cross country championships last week to help Southern Utah to the team title. That's a massive, massive, massive upset of Northern Arizona, a team that's won multiple national championships in cross country and was ranked number two in the nation entering the Big Sky Conference championships. Among our great sponsors, the got us to Boise, Dick Tabor, and Westpac Wealth. Why build a work history and a job when you can build a future in your own business? Westpac Wealth Partners are looking for entrepreneurial-minded people who are ready to take their future into their own hands. At Westpac Wealth, Nick Tabor and his associates provide their clients with financial tools and proven solutions for navigating this complex financial climate. Westpac offers a competitive compensation package, elite training, and a work culture that's been recognized as a best workplace in Fortune magazine. If you're ready to start building a business and a long-term career, call Nick Tabor at 728-6708. at 728-6708. Or you can apply at westpacwealth.com. More from the Big Sky Conference basketball tournament shortly, but right here on Nuanas Now. We're going to take a step outside of basketball, giving you all hoops all the time, all show long. But now we're going to hear from Aiden Reed, a Helena, Montana native who had an outstanding role in Southern Utah, pulling an epic upset over Northern Arizona at the Big Sky Cross Country Championships last week. Here's Aiden Reed. Well, we go now to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in a native of Helena, Montana, a member of the Southern Utah track and field and cross country teams, and a former multiple-time Montana Gatorade Runner of the Year, Aiden Reed. He's from Helena, Montana, and he is a senior at Southern Utah. And this is big news for people that follow distance running around Division One because Northern Arizona has one of the great dynasties in all of college athletics when it comes to their men's cross-country team. And last week, Southern Utah, they toppled the beast. They knocked off NAU, and they win the team title. So, Aiden, let's start there. That must have been an incredibly exciting moment. What was your guys' reaction after you realized you were going to take down Northern Arizona? Yeah, it was great. Um, we weren't sure. So I finished the race. My teammate, Stefan, he finished third overall. I came across the line um, in fifth. And then my teammates, um, Nate Osterstock and Christian Ricketts, were right behind me in, in fifth and tenth. And uh, I wasn't sure we'd won. A, a coach came up to me and was like, we won. But it, at the time, it was unconfirmed. So I was, I was kind of like... Uh, 
I was a bit skeptical. I didn't want to start celebrating until we knew for sure, but then I was pretty certain. And uh, Our team was really excited. They were really, really pleased. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was, un, it was unexpected because um, we, had, we had trained. We had told ourselves that we needed to finish at least second overall behind NAU in order to make it to NCAAs. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty pleasant surprise for sure. Northern Arizona has dominated at such a high level in cross country. They've been ranked in the top 10, top five, even sometimes number one in the country. So when you're pre- preparing for a meet like that, how do you not get intimidated by them? I know you guys have jousted with them a little bit, but how do you not just let the reputation sort of overwhelm you before the race starts? Um, well, I've raced uh, their guys before, and they're really, they're really good. I mean, they're the best in the country. Um, but I've raced them before, and in, in some cases I've beaten them before. So... Um, you know, I know that we can compete with them, and then like any other team, um, just tell ourselves that you know they're they're beatable. You know, they're just they're just really really good. Um, as long as we execute, um, we can we can compete with them. But yeah, you're right. It is you know going up against multiple time national champions. Um, it can be daunting for sure. Did you guys have a pre-race strategy as a team? Was there anything discussed as far as hey, I'm going to do this. If you do that, here's how we're going to make sure we get as many guys up towards the front as we possibly can. Um, we discussed, yeah, basically we told her, you know, the top four or five, we, our plan was to get right out front with NAU. And actually we, we weren't focused so much on NAU. Really we were focused on Weber State and Montana State. We told ourselves, make sure no one from Weber State or Montana State finishes in front of you. Um, all season NAU, um, they, you know, they just take it right out from the gun and they kind of hammer. So the plan was to do our best to get out right with them. Um, it ended up being a little different. The pace ended up going out a little more controlled. And one of my teammates, Stefan, he ended up leading for quite a while. But, um, yeah, that, that was mostly our plan, to stay with the NAU guys, stay with their top guys. And, and I guess I should say they held out three of their top people. Uh, so that might have affected the scores a little bit. But, um, but yeah, we you know, just get out there with, with the people they had. Still cool nonetheless. Aiden Reed joined us. He is a native of Helena, Montana. He's run at Southern Utah for a good amount of time at this point. So let's take it down that path, Aiden. You guys have uh, – it's been an interesting career for you. You're an outstanding runner at Helena High, uh, multiple-time Montana Gatorade Runner of the Year, and now you've been at Southern Utah for quite some time. And when you're a distance guy, you have cross-country and you have indoor and you have outdoor. So you have multiple red shirts to use. And then all, all of a sudden we have a global pandemic, which also interrupts some of your seasons as well. So take us through just kind of your decision-making for uh, how it impacted your training regimen and what's this overall last five and a half, six years been like for you? Yeah, so um, in terms of COVID, um, yeah, like anyone else, it was, it was definitely disruptive. Um, I, uh, so in, in what would have been the indoor season of 2020, I was a bit injured, so it didn't go very well. So I was looking forward to the after season. And then, of course, um, the after season was postponed because of COVID. Um, so I had some time to train, um, which was in some ways kind of nice, actually. Um, took a bit of the pressure off, and I was able to just try and focus on training. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's it been unusual. And then in terms of my years at SEU, I've enjoyed it. Um, I'll, finish, I'll finish up my master's degree in April, and uh, – and I guess I, I could, if I wanted to, I could take an additional outdoor season, and I guess an extra cross-country season of eligibility because of the NCAA is granting it because of, uh, you know, those of us that lost it to COVID. But I don't have any plans to do so right now. I'm, I think I'm ready to try and move on. But, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been great. I think it was definitely the right decision, and um, I've, I've definitely enjoyed my time here. 
it's been fascinating to watch the program build, too, because Southern Utah has become a, a true power in the Big Sky Conference in track and field. A lot of that having to do with the distance core, but also recruiting a lot of different kids that have contributed at a very high level. So helping build up a program, a program that's been in the Big Sky for less than 10 years, what's that part been like for you and your teammates? Yeah, it's been it's been good. I came in – so I came in fall of 20, uh, 2016, and the team was pretty solid um, at the time. They had um, – they had qualified for NCAAs in 2014 and 2015. Um, and they had had, you know, a lot of really standard individuals, you know, Cam Levins being probably the best-known one. He's like an Olympian from Canada. And, um, and so there was a really solid base when I came in. But, yeah, it's been great to have a hand in – helping build it. Um, we've had guys like Casey Knellabard and George Espino and Mike Tate. And now this cohort I'm with now, we've got some really solid guys some younger guys um, that I'm sure will just continue to build the program after I'm gone. So it's, it's, it's fun to see. I think it's in good hands. When, uh, when people talk about distance running in the Big Sky Conference, there's obviously the great tradition in Northern Arizona, and there's also just the, the added advantage, I guess you could say, of being in Flagstaff, you know, more than 7,000 feet. And Montana State has great distance running tradition as well, but you guys have established that now at Southern Utah too. But what about training in Cedar City? What about the, the track program there specifically when it comes to the distances has made you guys been able to have a lot of success in that area? I mean, is there anything specific about training in that neck of the woods or just your strategies that have gotten you guys to become uh, pretty darn elite? Yeah, the training venues here are great. We're at uh, just under 6,000 feet in Cedar City. Um, our track is at like – let's say 5,700 mid, um, give or take. And then we can hop up to, you know, we can get up into the high country if we want. It can be up to 9,000, 10,000 feet and do, you know, pretty long grinding runs up there. Or we can drop down to, you know, we can drop down to St. George, which is at like 2,000 feet. We can drop down to Mesquite. We can drop down to Las Vegas. It's only two and a half hours away. And um, it's like just over 1,000 feet over sea level, um, maybe a little more. So the training venue is great, and there's there's a lot of you know easily accessible dirt roads here. Um, so I think that helps, and it's um, it's just you know it's nice. It's still, I mean, it's definitely a town like anywhere else in the American West is growing, but for now it's still pretty quiet, and, um, and that's nice. It's just um, there there aren't a lot of distractions. Um, so for a distance runner, it's nice. You know, um, you have pretty much everything you need. Aiden Reed joining us. He is a native of Helena, Montana, a senior at Southern Utah, and a big-time contributor to Southern Utah, recently winning the Big Sky Cross Country Men's Cross Country Championship. I, I think that's interesting. You mentioned that there's not a lot of distractions there. I talk to the coaches at Southern Utah frequently, football, basketball, and they talk about that a lot as well. Kind of that They use that in the recruiting pitch, right? They come here, you can take care of school. It's going to be a family-style environment. And so, I mean, do you think that contributes to just your, your acceleration as an athlete and a student, the fact that Cedar City maybe is uh, – how do you say? I mean, I, it's not necessarily a bustling town. It's sort of a, it's a slower paced town. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for myself, I really like it. Um, I can, you know, I can focus on my training. I can focus on school. There isn't a lot in between that I have to worry too much about. Um, I think for people that want maybe a more active social life, it can be a little bit bleak, but um, yeah, it's great. And then, like you said, in terms of like a training pitch, yeah, it's like if you guys want to come, and just train at altitude and uh, not have to worry about too much else. This is, this is one of the places to be. And compared to other altitude venues like Colorado Springs or Flagstaff or Mammoth or Boulder, it's relatively cheap 
or even Park City. You know, a lot of people go to Park City, but Park City, like Park City, is kind of an expensive place to be. And so for now, Cedar City is uh, relatively affordable. So I think that's a benefit too. When you first came to Southern Utah out of Helena, what was the biggest transition point for you uh, going into Division One and, and competing at the uh, the highest level of college track? Um, I mean, people are just so much better. You know, I mean, it's just it's not even not even comparable. Um, right. I was a pretty I was a pretty like I was a respectable Montana runner. Like I think you know it was like Jake Perrin and myself and uh, Mark. Uh, uh, Michael Beatty, or not Michael, shoot, I'm forgetting his last name, Mar- uh, Martin Beatty, yeah, but he, we were all, like, pretty competitive in high school, and then, yeah, coming to college, I mean, you get blown out of the water, um, you're just against people that are so much better and so much more developed, I remember at 2016, at NCAAs, I was doing, we were, like, warming up on the course, and Pat Tiernan came striding by, and the next day he won NCAAs, but that summer he had represented Australia in the Olympic Games. So it's like the NCAA is like, you know, you're running against, in some cases, you're, you're really good and you're really lucky. You can run against Olympians, you know, like it's just, um, it's a completely different level, you know, like the people here go on to like win Olympic medals, you know, it's a pretty serious group of people. One thing I love about talking to distance runners, it seems like it, it takes a, very specific mindset, obviously. I mean, it takes a, a crazy amount of toughness for sure and mental focus. But it seems like you sort of build this community when you get around other elite guys too. And, and there's a, a mutual respect for your competitors. And, and sometimes you even become acquaintances or even friends with guys that you're competing with and against. So how much does that drive you or how much does that motivate you when you are sort of around the best of the best and uh, you're, you're kind of getting to know and, and run alongside some of the, the guys that, you know, like you say, are Olympic hopefuls? Yeah, I mean, I think you you touched on it for sure. I mean, there's a real sense of camaraderie um, and mutual respect. Like, I definitely want to beat my competitors. And I know they want to beat me, but, um, you know, I, I respect them and um, – I appreciate them. Like I have to bring my, you know, NAU. Like this past weekend, like um, in order to run against them, I have to bring my absolute best. And I know that we were able to push them as well. Um, and yeah, there's definitely that that mutual respect. And um, I think you can relate to your competitors because you know, in a, in a lot of cases, you're doing the same things. You know, you're trying to trying to sharpen yourselves. And um, yeah, it's it's it can be it can be really uncomfortable sometimes, but. Um, but it can also be rewarding. And sometimes it's nice to, I don't know, to try and share in that with each other. But it's, I mean, it's, it's different. Like, I think it depends on who you're running against. Sometimes you just want to like destroy each other. <laughs> depends on who it is, to be honest. No question. Aiden Reed joining us on Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana television. When you look back on your career, I mean, you have multiple Big Sky championships. I think you've won the 10K a couple times during the outdoor season. You've competed in the national meet multiple times as well. What will you take away from this experience? What will you remember most about your career at Southern Utah? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's not over yet. I hope I, you know, I hope I still have a couple of opportunities to hopefully be an All-American or at least win a conference title before it's over, but if I, you know, reflecting on it now, it's like, it's been, it's been really good. Like uh, college has been good for me, to me. Like it's been pretty easy, honestly. Um, well, not, not easy. I shouldn't say that, but like I've had an easy ride, you know, like in terms of, in terms of the things I've had to like deal with, um, probably the biggest obstacle has just been injury, you know, which is, which is of course like super frustrating, but um, you know, it's my own fault. 
And I think I also reflect on just like how lucky I've been. Like I've had just incredibly supportive teammates and coaches and professors and uh, my parents. And um, I've had, you know, pretty much every resource I've needed, um, which I feel just incredibly fortunate about because I know that's not the case for everybody necessarily. Um, so yeah, I got like grateful for it. And also um, in some cases a little bit annoyed or not annoyed, but just like um, I didn't accomplish everything I had hoped, but like I said, I hope that I have a chance uh, these coming months to hopefully, um, hopefully accomplish a few of the things I'm, I still want to get done. What is next for you then? Because you, you still have this upcoming immediate outdoor season remaining, right? So, I mean, any, between now and then, what, what are your goals? Yeah. And, and you mentioned maybe some unattained goals so far. So what, what is the goal by the end of this, maybe this spring? Yeah, so uh, you and I are talking right now on the 4th, but this, this Sunday we'll find out whether or not we get into NCAAs, uh, the national championships for uh, cross-country. And provided we do, um, the goal is to go there and do my best to finish in the top 40, try to be an All-American, um, and try to help the team finish in the top 10. Um, the best program finish we've had was 2017. Uh, when we were in Louisville, we finished 11th. So we'd like to improve on that. We'd like to finish in the top 10 as a team. And then looking ahead to the outdoor track season, I'd like to finish, uh, you know, I'd like, to, if, if possible, I'd like to qualify for the national championships in the 10,000 and the 5,000 and hopefully finish in the top eight in both of those. Uh, but at the very least, I'd like to try and finish in the top eight in the 10,000. I'd really like to be a first-team All-American in the 10,000 meters. That would, be, that would be really huge for me. He's Aiden Reed. He's a native of Helena, Montana. Joining us here on Nuana is now senior at Southern Utah a multiple-time Big Sky Conference champion as both an individual athlete as well as helping lead Southern Utah to the most recent Big Sky men's cross-country title and now an aspiring American. I think I speak for everybody around the state of Montana, Aiden. Proud of you. Super cool you've been able to take this to such a high level, and we wish you the best of luck with everything here in your immediate future and down the road. But thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Aiden Reed, a native of Helena, Montana, and uh, standout runner for the Southern Utah men's cross-country team. It's a hell of an upset they pulled off, winning the team title over Northern Arizona. Appreciate Aiden joining us. He carries on the rich running history of runners, distance runners particularly, from the state of Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanas. You're listening to Nuanas now, about six minutes and 30 seconds until Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona take part in the third quarterfinal game of the Big State Conference Men's Basketball Tournament. Running quite a bit behind here, uh, but we will uh, give you some updates on this game tomorrow on Nuanez Now. Uh, but thanks so much for listening in and to 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as maybe watching on statewide television, SWX Montana. I am broadcasting live from Boise, Idaho, Idaho Central Arena. Thanks in part to Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Let Stockman Bank show you the difference they can make in all your banking needs. 36 locations across the state of Montana. It's run by Montanans, for Montanans. It's only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. If you have any banking needs, let Stockman Bank take care of you. We'll give you one last recap of all the action here that's taking place today, a little preview of what's going on tomorrow as well. You're listening to Nuanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. 
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Back to Nuanez now. I'm Coulter Nuanez. You're listening in on 1029 ESPN Missoula, or maybe you're watching it on SWX Montana Television. Thanks to all of our great sponsors for getting me to Boise, Idaho. I'm sitting in Idaho Central Arena, minutes away from the third quarterfinal game between number two Eastern Washington and number 10 Northern Arizona. A bunch of stuff's gone down today, including Southern Utah and Montana State both moving on in the men's tournament. Those two teams will play in the semifinals of the tournament tomorrow. For all the coverage of that, check out SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll have videos as well as gamers on uh, all of the action, including the two men's games that's happened today. The women's championship will get kicked out tomorrow at noon. We'll have uh, feedback from Crystal Redpath and maybe a couple others as well after Idaho and Idaho State play with an NCAA tournament berth on the line. And the nightcaps tonight, they feature this NAU Eastern Washington game and then Montana versus Weber State. So we'll have our men's Final Four set for tomorrow uh, by the time this evening is over, and we will also have our women's championship set for tomorrow as well. Here's your schedule for tomorrow. That women's championship, again, it tips at noon. The men's semifinals between Montana State and Southern Utah tips at 5 p.m. And then the winners of NAU Eastern Washington and Montana Weber State, those tip at 8 p.m. on Friday night. Saturday, the men's championship is at 6 p.m. So we will have two NCAA tournament teams. One's on the women's side, one on the men's side before this week is all said and done. Thanks so much to all of our great sponsors. Carl Tyler Express Lube, Aspen Sound of Missoula, Crawford's Automotive, Stockman Bank of Montana, Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team from Windermere Real Estate, and Westpac Wealth, Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth. Appreciate each and every one of them for sending us down here. If you missed anything in the show, it's available on the podcast. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. It's starting to get crazy. I'm starting to love it. I've been loving it the whole time. Who's Who am I kidding? But it's definitely started to really crank up now as we're into the final eight and soon to be final. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot communications connect to more get commencement ready at the montana state bookstore your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 